0: welcome to lord of the rings minute the daily podcast where we analyze the movie the fellowship of the ring one minute at a time i'm cassandra frederickson
1: and i'm norman mitchell
0: and today we'll be talking about minute 38 which starts with the ring still in the fireplace and ends with gandalf saying uh the very famous one ring to rule them all poem uh and he stops at the the first uh bit of the like Second to last verse?
1: Yeah, he stops like halfway through the last set of lines.
0: So he says one ring.
1: And gets cut off. Yeah. After saying one ring to find them, one ring.
0: Yeah. Cut off. One ring to rule them all. Man, I... When I was reading through these for the first time... I think not for the first time. For after I'd seen the movies. Uh... 'Cause I was super super into Tolkien by that point. I made a point to try and memorize all of the the songs and the poetry in all yeah. of the books, which there's a lot of. Yes. There's yes like so. a lot of. Uh but I like this one because A, it's very repetitive, so it's very easy to memorize. And B, it's like the verse. Mm-hmm. Like the poem,
1: yeah. Um, I love you, McKellen's delivery of these too. Well, yeah. Well, especially the last line, which is tomorrow. But he he has such a such a subtle, powerful delivery.
0: I like that the camera slowly zooms in on his face as well while he's yeah. saying it. It heightens the tension of it. Yeah. Um, and there's almost like a look of horror in his face. Definitely. As, as he's saying this uh and i like that he gives he gives frodo the ring to hold because he read in like library time that there's markings on the ring that only Only fire fire can tell yeah and i like that there's he's when frodo says he can't see anything there's that look of disappointment and and kind of and also relief and then he's like, wait a minute. And then he just does that, that eye twitch. Like the one that he's going to start to turn his head, but it's just he moves his eyes. And there's all that paranoia again. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know, it's a really cool moment. But it, it feels so real. Like you spend, let's say, six months on the road. Yeah. Two months there, two months back. However long it took you to research all this stuff, and I mean, in the book, it's seventeen years, mm. but let's just say, you know, because we're talking about the movie, so in the timeline of the movie, it's a few months since we've seen Gandalf last, yeah, so it's been you know literal months, and you've been obsessing over this tidbit of information that you're not entirely sure is applicable but is also really scary and you just want it to be over with. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, he he's been he's been obsessing and worried and paranoid right. that like Frodo's in danger for months and then he finally gets back and Which, there's that quick moment of oh no, this isn't that. Oh, thank God. But
0: I like that there's also disappointment because yeah. now if this isn't it, where is it? Yeah like who's got it because at that sauron point sauron is moving right because it's a it's really a catch 22 because if it is the ring then what are you going to do with the ring but if it's not the ring then who has the ring yeah so you still have to find it right and and i like the realism that because there's a lot of things that you know it's bad news but you'd rather know than like not knowing yeah you know and then when you figure it out it's like oh Okay. Well, now I'm disappointed, or now I'm relieved, but yeah. also well, now we have to deal with whatever. And I don't know. I just oh, Ian McAllen's so good. I guess that's what um, I'm he building really towards. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we we say it a lot, and it's just it's just always true.
0: There's that moment in the uh, the art commentary, I believe, um, where they were needing to it was for a blue screen shot, so, so they needed digital to,
1: scans of their faces. Right.
0: They needed to do a digital scan of their face. And they approached uh um uh, Ian McKellen and they were like, Okay, well we need to do a scan of your face. And Ian's like, Okay, well do you need my resting face or do you need Gandalf's resting face? Because my resting face is like this and it's just, you know, his face. And then they say that he is like and then, well, Gandalf's resting face is like this and he makes like a completely different face yeah. and he kind of, you know, pushes out his lips and furrows his brows a little bit. And there's more depth, you know, and he ins like the fact that he like instantly can go into character like that. And yeah. he's thought about this is what this character looks like while he's just sitting around.
1: Sir, answer, answer, Ian.
0: right, 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 <laughs> right, sir exactly. Ian, sir Ian, sir Ian. I really want to watch that. <laughs>
1: you shall not
0: pass. I need to find. I can't remember what the name of the TV show is because it's awesome. But we should uh, watch that. Um, we should watch that for like a weekend edition or something. Yeah. Um,
1: we should find uh, like special uh, appearances and things that the cast did for promoting the movie yeah
0: or like circa the movie yeah, like yeah, right yeah. after the movie came out yeah because that'd pop, be cool pop culture
1: pop culture yeah
0: uh because we don't have enough to do right now
1: yeah right <laughs> we don't have way too much to do already
0: i don't know it's just i sometimes i think that i can act and then i just listen to people tell stories of actors doing stuff like that and i'm like what in the world <laughs> how right how right
1: like Patrick Stewart just like staring at a screen and shouting, Acting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this minute's also very light.
0: I don't know. I think it's kinda cool.
1: The lighting's really cool. Yeah. They, they, they it's very really, spooky. Yeah, they, they really did a really good job of mimicking fire, because I hope there wasn't just an open fire on set.
0: They built a fireplace.
1: Yeah. Still though. What? You can't control fire like the lighting you want.
0: No. You know what I mean? But you can enhance it. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's firelight, and then they also have other low lights. Mm. I don't know. Why wouldn't they have real fire?
1: I don't know. Because it's dangerous.
0: It's in a fireplace.
1: I don't know. I don't know how movies are made.
0: It's in a fireplace. It's not like they just lit a fire in the middle of Bag End.
1: This place is lit.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> the spring is lit. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I I love the digital effect of the words appearing on the rink. I
0: like that they reflect off his face. Yeah, you never really see that again. But then again, you never see the words. I don't think you see the words ever again. I'm not sure.
1: I don't recall.
0: Maybe as they're.
1: I don't know if you do in this movie. I don't. Think... You I, you do at the very end, I think.
0: Well, yeah, because it's in lava. Yeah.
1: That might be the last time. That might be the only other time we see the words on the ring. Actually, is at the the very end of Return of the King.
0: I guess it it makes sense in a way because a it's magic and b if it's in fire, I I you would expect them to be glowing a little bit. Yeah. And it's dark in the room, so. But it's funny because I always thought it's cool that they do that, but I think it's really funny because it just looks like a laser pointer is on his face. Which is pretty much... I, I assume that's how they did that. Yeah, I
1: assume it's just a stencil over a light. Yeah. And they're just pointing it at him. <laughs> Someone's just, like, leaned down with a flashlight with a stencil and just, like... And
0: like, All right, like, All right, Elijah. Like... Don't blink. Shimmying the stencil as he's turning the ring.
1: <laughs> don't blink, Elijah.
0: It's, like, one of those nursery...
1: Um, oh, like one of those little, like, like light-up carousels?
0: Nursery, nursery carousel light thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? That, if they... <laughs> that probably
1: is exactly how they did it.
0: Like you know what I mean? One of those little dangly. Yeah. I don't well, know, what they're like called. like
1: it's like a shadow box yeah, with a light yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think they're called car- I think they're called carousels, but I don't know what they're actually called. Yeah, um, but that's probably exactly how they did it.
0: Can you imagine if
1: someone probably had one and they're just like, "Hey, we can use this."
0: Someone makes one that's literally like the ring speech, but it's like a baby toy, <laughs> like a <Yeah. laughs> decoration for a nursery.
1: Yeah, why not <laughs> that eerie orange light?
0: That's so messed up, dude. Like, it's like, oh, dad, Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we also hear the voice of the ring for the first time. Yeah. in the movie,
1: is, uh, which is apparently a guy named Alan Howard.
0: Alan Howard, who uh, did a lot of bit parts. He died last year on your birthday. He did. That's sad. Yeah. He was a an actor from. Uh, England, and he worked in a bunch of stuff that I have no idea what they are. Um, but I guess his claim to fame is it being the
1: voice of the ring, voice,
0: the voice of the ring, which is not a bad gig.
1: Yeah, you
0: just gotta speak,
1: and he probably didn't even say a whole lot.
0: Menacing dark speech. No, that's parcel tongue, it's more, it's rougher, it's rougher. Ah, it's, no, no, that's what, <laughs> no, stop. I don't know. Tolkien is rolling in his grave right now because you're just making mincemeat of his linguistic whatever.
1: I don't know any dark speech.
0: I don't either. I don't want you to learn dark speech. The
1: dark tongue.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a poor star. <laughs> oh my god. It's the,
1: the black speech
0: of Mordor. Yeah. I like I that. like the way that
1: Elijah Wood says Mordor when, after Gandalf says it. It's like, Mordor. And then T- Frodo turns he's like, Mordor.
0: <laughs> I like that he rolls his R's when he says
1: yeah.
0: it. Uh, Hugo Weaving does the same thing.
1: Yeah, Mordor.
0: Yeah. It's, but no one else does it.
1: It's just, Mordor. Does Legolas roll his R's when he says things in, uh, in Elvish? I don't remember. I think he does. I think the Elvish roll their R's.
0: Why does Gandalf all his lives?
1: I don't know because Gandalf is
0: fluent and an elf elvish. fan, but Frodo knows how to read Elvish. Yeah, because
1: he says that it's some form of Elvish, but I can't read he it. He
0: specifically says that he can't read it, and Bilbo knows how to read and speak Elvish.
1: Yeah,
0: because I imagine Bilbo taught himself or learned how to learn, well, and then he taught he, Frodo.
1: He, Elrond probably put down one of the conditions for him emigrating to Rivendell. You no, learn really. Elvish.
0: Oh There's a citizen, citizenship test. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you got to learn Elvish, Bilbo.
0: <laughs> I think he would have learned Elvish anyway because
1: because yeah. he just spent so cool. much time
0: traveling and he's the scholar now.
1: He probably knows Dwarvish too, probably. But I don't, Frodo doesn't.
0: I bet you, Bilbo knows all the yeah, rude but, words in Dwarvish because the dwarves taught him all the rude. But
1: words. Um, I don't think that Frodo actually really does. Uh, does speak elvish all that well
0: oh because he says what's elvish for friend
1: yeah so i think he probably knows some things he knows a smattering of elvish just from bilbo being around Mm. and definitely recognizes the uh writing yeah but i don't think frodo knows elvish
0: Mm. but he has some
1: pigeon of elvish
0: i think bilbo definitely does you think he's conversational like where's the bathroom like
1: (laughs) 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 donde esta (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a
1: useful phrase Where's in the Elvish? library? It's a useful phrase in Elvish. Yeah,
0: I guess so. I mean, maybe that's the first thing Bilbo. It's like, okay, so the first thing you should say to an elf is, where's, where's your the, library? Where's the library? I don't care if you don't know how to read Elvish, because they'll immediately take a liking to you, because they think you know what you're talking about.
1: Then you just pick up a book and pretend like you can read it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Then, uh, you know, ask them for a book about elven kings and then just BS your way through any conversation.
0: Well, no, because then they're like, oh, you don't need a book. We'll just tell you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then just listen to them talk. Just nod, smile and nod.
0: I don't remember if in the book Frodo speaks elvish with the elves that he encounters because we don't really see a lot of that meeting. They just no, have like dinner. They just,
1: Yeah. But they just see the elves in the woods. Yeah. In the in the extended cut here.
0: Um, I think it's interesting that it's definitely spookier. Because in the book, when Gandalf comes back, they don't have this conversation until morning. Yeah. Uh, because Gandalf specifically says that he doesn't want to talk about it at night.
1: Yeah. When servants of the enemy could right. be listening.
0: Well, no, not even that. I think he's just superstitious. Yeah. I think he's like a creeped out old man. Let's, like, uh,
1: let's have tea and breakfast and talk of uh, nasty things. Right. Yeah, he's definitely a superstitious old man. <laughs> but, you know, is he really superstitious when he himself does magic?
0: No, I don't think so. But I mean, he knows how to do magic, so he can like counteract... Uh, I think he's just
1: He's also not at his full power.
0: I think he's being theatrical. Oh, yes. I don't want to tell you this spooky story at night. It's too spooky for you. Too spooky. Too spooky.
1: (laughs) Gandalf is a drama queen.
0: He really is. Are you kidding me? He's covered head to toe in dirt and rummaging through Frodo's stuff while he can literally just wait. He he
1: probably went through the trash. (laughs)
0: Like a raccoon. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: I've also, I've also always really liked the way that he says, go ahead, it's quite cool,
0: mm.
1: <laughs> and drops it in Frodo's hand.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. What? In the book, the inscription on the ring is only the, uh, the second to last uh, line of the poem. It's only one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. It's not the whole thing. Which makes sense. You can't fit all of that on a piece of jewelry. Yeah, it says, The letters are elvish of an ancient mode, but the language is that of Mordor, which I will not utter here. But this, in the common tongue, is what is said close enough. One ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. It is only two lines of a verse, long known in elven lore. And then he mm. says the whole thing. Yeah, I never realized that.
1: Apparently, also they uh, they dug around in the books to make sure exactly how the words were presented on the ring because they weren't sure if they were on the inside or the outside. Mm. But they're on both.
0: Oh, so one verse is on the inside and one verse is on the outside. Probably,
1: I imagine that that's how it would be set up.
0: That's cool. But
1: when you when you see the shot of Frodo looking down at it, you can see words on the inside band and on the outside.
0: Right. But then why isn't there two layers of text on his face? Don't worry about it. I am worrying about it. It's my job to worry about it. That's literally what our podcast is. Worrying about it.
1: Well, probably because (laughs) the angle that Frodo's looking at it isn't the angle the camera is showing us. Because the camera is showing off the ring. Oh,
0: that's true. So if you're looking at a ring... If
1: he's looking directly at it and there's light inside it shining off...
0: I mean, you would have to hold it very specifically so you're blocking... Ah, whatever. Which line then is on the inside and which one is on the outside
1: i imagine that if he says it's two lines in the book
0: yeah but one ring to bring them ring all ring and in the bar- darkness to bring bind them, them all and in the darkness bind them yeah because you're supposed to pause like yeah. one ring to bring there's not a comma but it's one ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them and in the book it's two lines of uh Elvish text, yeah, like on top of each other. So clearly, the words in Elvish, like translating this from Elvish, probably
1: it's not a direct translation.
0: No, it's it's close enough, but it just so happens to rhyme. In com- in the
1: common tongue, they make it rhyme. It probably also rhymes in
0: Elvish, right? That's some like oh, you know, this is close enough, and then he just like makes it sound pretty. i love that fantasy trope like you know how when uh there's like a movie with like a curse and it's like an ancient babylonian curse or whatever and then all of a sudden you're able to read it in english and it rhymes yeah (laughs)
1: of course why wouldn't it oh
0: my god i love it so good that's well, my- the
1: person that cursed you wasn't trying to rhyme, but it just happens to rhyme.
0: Well, in no, because it's more menacing if I mean,
1: it's more menacing if it rhymes. It's more
0: menacing if it rhymes. Because
1: then it seems like there's power to it. There's magic.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the
1: unspoken power of John poetry. Milton.
0: John Milton would disagree because rhyming is for the common folk. But uh, I mean Shakespeare. <laughs> there's a reason Shakespeare rhymes. Yeah. They're- so, but. Which which line, like, do you think the one ring to bring them all is, is on, on the, the outside, outside and yet. in the darkness bind them? Is well, that would the be inside? the natural way
1: to trace something on a ring if you were going inside, to, outside to inside. But if you're going inside, it makes inside more to sense outside. than inside to outside.
0: One ring to bring them all and in, in the darkness behind them. Like,
1: it would make more sense to me because if you're the person that's reading it, your natural inclination would be to read the outer band first. Mm. And then the inner band.
0: But he's not going to read it. He knows what it says. It's literally just... He did it just for him. It's vanity. It is it's vanity. It's literally like putting a vanity plate on your car. Right,
1: except he put it on his ring. He
0: put it on his ring. He
1: put a vanity plate on his soul. <laughs> I mean, that's what he did.
0: Oh, my God. I put a vanity plate on my soul mobile. That's right. <laughs> I just think it's really funny, the symbolism of putting and in the darkness behind them on the inside of a ring. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, there, there is there, that is true, because it would be dark.
0: Yeah, it's up against his weird yeah, exactly. horse armor finger.
1: Yeah, he puts it on over the armor somehow.
0: Why? Why? Why would you put a ring on over your armor? I would put it on under the armor if I wanted to keep it safe.
1: Well, maybe that's part of the power of the ring. It has to be visible. That's stupid. It, magic has silly rules. It doesn't
0: have to be visible when Bilbo digs it out of his pocket and puts it on.
1: Well, no, because it makes him invisible. But, like, for Sauron to gain the full power from the ring, it might be, like, a, people have to see the power the ring. So it possess. is a vanity plate. It's yeah.
0: literally a gaudy vanity plate. It's not gaudy. It's, it's a simple gold ring. It's gaudy. A simple gold ring? Gaudy. It's not gaudy. Yeah. No. Over his black horse armor, and it's like you know huge because I don't know how big his weird armor fingers are. Well, you
1: know, he looked like he was like ten feet tall. Yeah. So
0: because it shrinks when Isildur is yeah. holding it.
1: Yeah, because Sauron's finger.
0: <laughs> okay. Continue is
1: <laughs> large. <laughs> when we see when we see Isildur pick it up, it's like he's holding a banana. <laughs>
0: I know, right? That's uncomfortable.
1: Someone out there has a dirty mind about what I was about to say.
0: You're looking at
1: (laughs) them. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, Sauron's finger is like the size of a banana.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Like a fairly large banana.
0: Oh, my God. I don't even... That's not... I can't. Okay, anyway. You
1: were questioning his size.
0: (laughs) No, I wasn't. I was literally questioning why you would put the ring on a piece of armor. Because it'll get cut off.
1: You want to display your power. Well, why would you think it would be cut off? It's on your armor. Do you think... Katink.
0: Oh my god. The ring is literally like Sauron's truck nuts. (laughs)
1: Look at these. Do you guys
0: know what I'm talking about when I say truck nuts? Because... I don't understand why people put big metal testicles on Sometimes the, they're rubber. The On the, like, tow hitch of their truck.
1: Because that truck's got balls.
0: That's a thing. And then, like, the truck is, like, the... I don't understand. I don't know. But it's literally, like, a display of power. Yeah. He's engraving it just for him. Yep. It's not like he's. It's not like it's a wedding band. I mean,
1: maybe that's part of the spell, though. Maybe part of the. Maybe the poem is remembered because it's actually part of the spell that created the ring,
0: like an incantation, right? Like he just wiggles his weird banana fingers yeah. <laughs> over the like, forge.
1: <laughs> like it's actually the the final piece of like the binding spell that created the one ring might be that poem because it's the steps he took before taking power
0: yeah that three rings for the allocation. yeah
1: that makes sense but so then he had to trace some part of that incantation on the ring to finish the spell
0: i would say that the 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 poem is almost like a like a nursery rhyme poem like something that people but i mean if it literally is on the ring i guess you have a point yeah it's not like a like a Mother Goose rhyme that someone just made up right. to scare their little orc child.
1: It's people remembering the spell Sauron cast. His plot for power.
0: But why would you want to remember that?
1: Why would you ever want to forget?
0: Why would you want to really... remember...
1: Remember, the 5th of November.
0: That was two days ago. I know. Two days ago.
1: I know. But still, <laughs> I mean, the point of that nursery rhyme is like the same point I'm trying to make. Why would you ever forget something that important?
0: So why would you literally say the incantation? Because wouldn't that give power to the ring?
1: No. Why would it? Well... You're not a sorcerer.
0: How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Because in a lot of... I mean, I guess it just depends on how he does his magic. And how the magic system works because generally, in a lot of folklore and magic, like if someone says like words of power, right? Repeatedly, yeah, no matter if you don't have magic or not, if that is repeated, it feeds the original thing,
1: yeah. But the, the way magic is like generally presented in Tolkien's works is unless you're a valor or a Maiar who has their full power, like Tom Bombadil, Mm -hmm. then magic for lesser beings that can perform it is very pointed and directed, and you have to be full of the intention to do it, and it's difficult. Like, even... Except for some very minor things that Gandalf does, which are also accompanied by artifacts that seem to possess this power, like the, the crystal that makes the light on his staff. Yeah. But, like, everything that Gandalf does... When we see him cast a spell, until he's Gandalf the White, looks like it's a labor. It takes directed and pointed effort. It's not about simply saying the words, it's about pouring yourself into them.
0: Yeah, but I mean... Okay, so this rhyme is thousands of years old. Right. It's probably been said
1: quite a few times.
0: times. So that collected effort of millions of beings saying the same rhyme over and over again even if it's just like as a story without intent i think that would be enough to power the ring because the ring i mean the ring has a literal voice like yeah. the ring is sentient to a certain degree so i think like my point is why would you say these words in a casual manner if you know that the ring is like fueled by it.
1: Well, I don't think anyone believes the ring is fueled by it.
0: But if the words are on the ring... Yeah. You know what, I'm, you but know but what no I mean? But no one knows that. It's Only Isildur knew it. And the guy who like copies all the scrolls and all of their kids because they're like, hey, look what I read at work today. Like,
1: Well, you'd think, like, if that was true and, like, that guy was telling people, then anytime someone found a simple gold band in the middle of nowhere or, like, something lost, they'd be like, all right, throw it in the fire and check it. But they don't because nobody knows. You just It's just a conceit you have to accept and move on.
0: Oh, but I'm really interested in, like, magic systems in literature and I want to know why. I want to know why. I want to know. Can you show me?
1: See, but the way you're questioning why is the reason we have those Hobbit movies in the editions.
0: No, I just literally want an explanation why people would say this when it's tied to the dark magic. It's irrelevant. How is it irrelevant?
1: It's not not relevant to the plot. It's not relevant to the story.
0: I know, but I'm just...
1: And it's it's an expansion that doesn't add to anything? Uh, because the examples of magic we have are always so pointed and directed. The answer is already there. Magic requires intent in Tolkien's world. You have to be casting the spell with the intent for it to succeed.
0: So you don't think that a sentient artifact like the ring would take advantage of the The words that brought it into being, even without the intent.
1: Well, it corrupts the mind of the person carrying it. It probably feeds on their life force. That's how the ring sustains itself.
0: Right. No, I mean, but...
1: How would it take advantage of them? There's no one...
0: But, like, okay... It has
1: no connection to anyone except for Sauron.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Because it is Sauron.
0: I don't know. I guess I'm, like, bringing my personal understanding of magic into this. Yes. Because, like with my personal understanding of magic you say like words of power right. and they you know are then free right to you know
1: right but i don't, I don't think that that's f the way
0: whatever <laughs> f off I
1: don't, <laughs> I don't think that that's the way that magic works in tolkien everything that's magical its power seems to be inborn it's not about outer power at all yeah it's all about inner power, not about outer power. There's nothing out there. It's all coming from the source that spoke it or cast the spell. Hmm. That's, like, the way it works.
0: Because, I don't know, I'm just... You'd because, think that, like, with... <sighs> I'm also interested in, like, the true names of things having power. Like, I like magic systems that... Um, include that because yeah. i think it's really interesting and you would think in a universe where literally everything has five different names like like names of like power basically like like orcrist yeah. or uh well sting doesn't really have like a, an official name I mean, but it,
1: it does but we never know what it is and i don't think tolkien ever wrote it down but I mean, th- in theory it has until now.
0: i wouldn't name my dagger i'd name the sword that lopped off that goblin's head but I wouldn't name my dagger right.
1: well those weapons are also named on their bodies like they're inscribed with their names right that's how the ring is true, though like well, it is but it's not visible
0: I mean you have to throw it in the fire <laughs> yeah throw it in the fire <laughs> Boon <Burn> huh <her. laughs>
1: no but I, I magic is is very much in every every spell we see is very much about the person casting it, not the spell itself. Because we also, when we see Saruman casting a spell later, mm-hmm. he is standing and putting himself into shouting at the sky. Yeah. And you have to remember, too, that especially in the case of Saruman and Gandalf and Sauron, that they are beings made of coalesced energy.
0: Yeah, that's what magic is.
1: Yeah. It's energy. Or that's what they are. They are coalesced energy. They are magical beings.
0: That's what I was saying. Like, you don't Whereas think, like a
1: hobbit's not.
0: You don't think an artifact made by a literal hamburger of energy in a horse suit doesn't feed off the energy of others saying its name?
1: I just don't think it has a connection to anybody else. And I think that that's what matters. Because <laughs> it's only connected to Sauron.
0: Yeah. But and then it, it, like, it and drains then It's, it's parasitic
1: to the person literally physically holding. holding it.
0: But then, like, how would it tempt Boromir then? Because it's not touching him.
1: It speaks to him.
0: But it's not touching. him. He's close him. enough. So there's like a radius.
1: Yeah. Why well, wouldn't? If it has a voice, that makes sense.
0: Okay, but then it's not parasitic to the only the host. It's parasitic in a radius. Yeah. Feeding off the energy of that's what I'm like.
1: Right, but I don't think that. A guy telling the rhyme to his kid a mile away, I think, has no connection to the ring.
0: What do you think the radius of, uh, like, the sphere of influence...
1: Maybe it's sight. Maybe that's why Sauron wore it on his hand.
0: Maybe. To strike fear into the hearts of men and elves. That's right. Truck nuts.
1: Get the hell off my lawn.
0: Truck nuts.
1: I mean, they were literally on Sauron's lawn.
0: Truck nuts. Yes. It's like... Ring nuts. Ring... What? I don't know. Ring nuts.
1: Truck rings. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's literally what it is though. It's a it's a display of power and stupid Yeah. Stupided. I don't know. <laughs>
1: it's too stupid stupided.
0: Because and I could talk about this stuff all day. How long have we been going for it? I don't know. A while. <laughs>
1: fairly long. Oh my
0: god. Okay. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: sorry. I'm just really interested in the way that magic works in Tolkien. Yeah. Because you don't really have a definite explanation. No,
1: it it just it very much especially like in in this book, the Silmarillion. The Silmarillion. Yeah. Like magic seems to be so much about intent. Yeah. And not about outborn power. Not about some external source. It seems to be about what your intent is. Hmm. That seems to be the only thing that really matters.
0: Okay. I'm sure I'll talk about it again. Mm. I want to find, if any of you listening are aware of any scholarly articles that discuss magic in Tolkien, I would be super down for that because, A, I think it's fascinating, and B, I want to kind of...
1: I did just think of a contradictory example to the way magic works. Although I think it's more a decision for the movie than it is in the books, which is the effect of Gandalf speaking dark speech at the Council of Elrond.
0: Well, yeah, it's literally whispering, too, when he says it, too.
1: But that that also could it's be like the, the intent of Gandalf. The
0: sphere of influence.
1: It could also be the intent of Gandalf to intimidate everyone by being like, hey, everyone.
0: Well, okay, so maybe you have to be speaking it in its original language right. for it. To
1: carry power
0: carry power so if it's in the common tongue it
1: or even in regular elvish
0: so if it's in the common tongue it barely registers on the radar but then if it's like the dark speech is like beep, 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 like
1: <laughs> there's bells and whistles it's like yeah, a pinball machine it's just like, like freaking out
0: like a metal detector it's like boop 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 beep 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 like <laughs> anyway but if if any of you are aware of any scholarly articles or articles that talk about the way that magic works in tolkien and what that symbolizes or just the the uh i don't know the way the system works i'd be really interested in reading that um Mm. so if i would be too yeah so a good way to get into contact with us we're on duelinggenre.com uh, we are on Twitter, uh, at LOTR Minute. We're on Tumblr, LOTR Minute. Tumblr.com. Shoot us an email, contact at Lord of the Rings We are on Facebook. We have an official Facebook page as well as a listener group. And honestly, I think the best way to, uh, contact us, like with internet stuff, would be either Twitter or the Facebook group. But we always love getting emails from you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, and, If you have a moment, please give us a five star review on iTunes. It really means a lot, and it helps uh, our podcast, uh, you know, spread and yeah, more more listeners and more. Tell your friends. Yeah.
1: Tell your friends' friends.
0: Tell random. Tell your enemies. (laughs) Tell your enemies. (laughs) Hey, you punk! Listen to Lord of the Rings minute. (laughs) Uh. There are other podcasts on uh, the uh, in the dueling genre family. We're we're growing.
1: We are growing.
0: Um, like a malignant. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> like like a fungus. <laughs> but we're we're a we're a benevolent fungus.
0: A benevolent fungus. We're. A- we feed your family.
1: No, That's right. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. also on dueling genre, we have the Doctor's Companion, which is our Doctor Who podcast that I host with Scott and Nick, who have been guests on this. Um, Scott and Nick both host Back to the Future Minute, uh, and all three of us write for Geek by Night, which is our audio drama podcast about some nerds who get superpowers and own a comic book shop. And coming soon, uh, next week soon, actually. Is uh, Harry Potter Minute, which I'm really excited about. And I.
1: A little more than next week, because next Friday is the 11th, and I think it's the 14th that's coming out?
0: Yeah, so next Monday.
1: Well, Over a week away. Next Monday. Yeah. I think about time differently than you, I guess. Okay. <laughs> next week means something different to me, I guess.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I am interested in them breaking down uh, that magic system. I don't know. I guess I'm just really fascinated by the way magic systems work in different fantasy.
1: I think that, uh, yeah. It, and it definitely works different in Harry Potter than it does in the No, Rose. yeah,
0: absolutely. Because
1: um, uh, Harry Potter is all about words.
0: Well, no, it's also about channeling inner power as well, but it, to a lesser extent. Yeah. Because the wand chooses the wizard, Mr. Walter. Yes. And the well, ring does not choose the hobbit. Well, I guess it... No, it doesn't really. (laughs) Something happened then that the ring did not intend. Oh, shit! Anyway, we're also on Patreon, which you can access (laughs) from DuelingGenre.com slash support, as well as the one-time donation button on the site. There's merch for our other podcasts. Uh, Not for this one yet. Hopefully before Christmas. That's a good goal.
1: That is a good goal.
0: Black Friday.
1: Hopefully by Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, Black Friday. That's a good goal. Um, Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate, producer Leaper182, and we really appreciate you guys sticking with us and listening to our random tangents. I know sometimes it's frustrating, but other times,
1: or maybe it's just funny. I don't
0: know. Yeah. So we hope that you we like contribute to your your work day. We or, we we got some commute. good
1: feedback on our Keanu Reeves tangents. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so we hope that you guys have a awesome Wednesday, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye. Bye.